Hi, and welcome to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed, the no BS hustle-free podcast for business owners who outsource or provide outsourcing services. I'm your host, Rosie Shiloh, virtual assistant advocate and owner of Virtually Yours, the virtual assistant network. Let's get started. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode of Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed, where I have got the lovely Kylie Chown here, who is a LinkedIn expert who I met at the Australian VA conference earlier this year. Welcome, Kylie. Hi, Rosie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Oh, it's a pleasure. I loved, as I said before, I loved your presentation at AVAC. And LinkedIn is one of those things where um, it's it's... I've resisted it over the years. So for you to keep my interest while you're talking about it <laughs> is a great thing. So, awesome. Yeah. So, so tell me, why, what got you into LinkedIn as an area that you want to focus on? Yeah, that's a really great question. So for me, um, I actually had a career management business before I had this business. And before that, I actually had a tech background, so an IT background. And so I think initially it was that whole technical aspect of LinkedIn that got me really interested in it. Um, and then I guess we were originally, we were working with a lot of job seekers and professionals on LinkedIn, you know, to help them use LinkedIn to get to essentially get a new job. But what I found is, um, especially over the kind of the last three to five years, is there's been a real shift in LinkedIn and, and how businesses can use it to help support their business. Yeah, excellent. What an amazing background to take you into LinkedIn. I'm so glad I asked that. Yeah. Um, so, you, so you're now training people on LinkedIn for strategies and, and so businesses as well as people looking for work? Yeah, so there's a split at the moment, but definitely more into the businesses. So I'd say about 80% of the clients that we work with are business clients. We're looking to, you know, leverage LinkedIn to support their business. So it might be to get new clients and to get leads. It might be um, speakers who are looking to use LinkedIn to get speaking events. It can be people who are professionals in their industry looking to be recognized as industry experts through speaking events and things like that. So it can be really quite diverse, the, um, the clients that we have and, and how they use LinkedIn. Excellent. That would keep it interesting at least. Sure, sure does. <laughs> so as uh, most of the people who would be listening to my podcast would fit into the micro or small business criteria, um, why would they want to be using LinkedIn? Yeah, so I think that's a really great question. And to be honest, I feel like they're a really great audience, um, or a really great user of LinkedIn. And the reason is, is if you're a smaller business, a consultant, a coach, um, or like you say, even a micro business, you've got, you're competing against bigger businesses who have like sometimes they've got big budgets and lots of money and things like that. So what I like about LinkedIn for this audience is, you know, you can really present yourself online and generally with those sort of businesses too, you're the face of the business. So LinkedIn is a really great platform to put you as the face of the business out into the market. It gives you access to decision makers that you would not have had before through searches and things like that. And I feel like it really gives a platform to leverage the advantages of having that type of business. And to me, that's, you know, people can work with you directly and that's really appealing. So LinkedIn is a really great platform to be able to bring you out um, in front of those potential clients. Oh, nice. 
Well said. You've just sold Thank you. I'm done. <laughs> right. so, so I'm using LinkedIn. I'm trying to use it yeah. more at the moment. Um, one of the things that, that frustrates me a little bit is the unsolicited emails. Yeah. What's your take on that? Yeah, definitely. So I think that's a bit of a challenge and I know that there are a lot of people who get um, emails and those really spammy emails or sales e emails or, and I, I actually, I did a training last night and we were talking about the exact same thing. The ladies, one of the ladies there was like, these people keep asking me for coffee and I don't want to have coffee with them. Like <laughs> I don't even know them. And I think, but I think that's the point is that you, people try and rush it and, and do things too quickly. So you you want to you so definitely that's the strategy that you don't want to do because you know what it's like to be the receiver of that mm. um generally generally to be honest if i um if i get those kind of messages i tend to ignore them or leave them um and just kind of park them um aside you can set up uh, the cool thing is though you can set up rules in your outlook so that then you can get those messages sent there as well. So they're all filed for later. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I do the same thing. I yeah. Just, yeah. Either delete them or just, yeah. Them. Um, I, I just don't have time for it. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of feel like I hope that if enough people, if they don't get the response that they look that they're wanting to get, then that might be a trigger for them to change their strategy as well. Oh, we can only hope, but there always seems to be some out there. I know, oh, I know. Okay. Yeah, and I was, um, I was thinking we could do a whole session on when LinkedIn messages go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Sorry, you look like you look like I cut you off. There. Oh no, 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 no. You're right. Sorry. No, all good, all good. So, so. What I find is, yeah, if I'm getting the emails and I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, this is annoying, you're jumping the gun a bit. Yeah. Um, if The other side of it, though, is if they're just like, hi, you know, nice to meet you if you want anything, touch base. And then I'm like, yeah, no, not really. So, yeah. <laughs> so even though they're being nice, yeah. unless there's like a specific um, really personal kind of call to action. Yeah. Like, people on LinkedIn and say, look, you know, so-and-so was telling me about you and I was wondering about this particular project. Like it's yeah. actually specific rather yeah. than I heard about you and I thought you might like this or I yeah. heard of you and thought, you know, uh, I could buy this off. Like just, just that whole rather than selling straight away, I use it more to connect for some form of collaboration or answering of questions to, to help the relationship. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a really good strategy because what you're doing is you're going and not ask. Yeah, exactly. You're not asking something of them straight away, which, you know, I think, and again, I was actually saying this last night because someone, they were saying, you know, what are the, do you have rules around LinkedIn? And I was like, you know, always go back to like my compass for it is, is if I wouldn't do this in like real life, I won't do it online. So, you know, if I'm not going to walk up to someone and say, hi, I'm Kylie buy my program like that's not a strategy that I would do online because it's not something I would do in person so I think that's a really good gauge for you know is this appropriate I kind of feel like sometimes people are like online and they forget that they're mm. people I, I'm, I just don't know what happens to them <laughs> they, it's true they forget yeah. that you're all people yeah exactly so I think if we can go back to okay would well, you know and the specific example um, we were talking about last night was endorsements. So, 
um, people, you know, I don't know if you've had this, but people endorsing you who you don't know. Yeah. Or for something you don't even want to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they were like, well, should you be doing that? And I was like, no. So, you know, if, if you wouldn't be comfortable to say, hey, Mary's awesome at accounting to someone else, then I definitely wouldn't put that in an endorsement yeah, as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. When, uh, years ago, I used to do a lot of web development and, um, and the virtual assistant type of work. Yeah. And I was getting endorsements for stuff that I just didn't want people to ask yeah. me to do. Yeah. So LinkedIn was obviously, and I haven't seen this for a while. You know how I used to suggest the endorsements? Is it not doing that anymore? Yeah, so not as much. And what you can do while we're, um, I guess while we're just talking about it, is you can actually hide some of them. So if you were getting endorsed for things that you didn't want to be endorsed for, you yeah. can go and hide them um, and take them off so that, that that doesn't happen. Oh, good. Because, yeah, you're just like, oh, yeah, they, they think that you're amazing at transcription, for example, which yeah. is like my definition of torture. And then, you, <laughs> go, you know, hey, can you do this for me? And you're yeah. like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> what would make you think? <laughs> yeah, I know. It was just because it's recommended all over my LinkedIn page. Yeah. People I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So another side of LinkedIn that um, basically every side of LinkedIn I kind of struggle with, so I'm a perfect okay. person to interview you, um, is groups. I've got a group. I'm like the worst group manager you've ever seen. Um, and I just don't feel a connection with people in the LinkedIn groups that I'm in. Yeah. So LinkedIn groups about six months ago went a uh, I guess underwent a bit of a makeover. Yeah. So um, you would have seen some changes within that. I feel like LinkedIn is still working on groups and I feel like they're going to bring out more changes to groups. Mm -hmm. So with LinkedIn groups, it's personally a strategy that I use. I have clients who use it, but I can definitely appreciate they're not as engaged as, you know, maybe a Facebook group mm -hmm. um, or something like that where you've got that engagement. The good thing about LinkedIn groups, though, is it does allow you to communicate directly with members in the group. And especially as a group owner, you can also then communicate um, with people within that group as well. So I think, link I think LinkedIn groups are... I, I kind of feel like they are a bit underutilized and I kind of, I feel like they're going to get, I feel like they're going to get better. So just hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll hang in there. I've, I've also had um, LinkedIn ask me recently to do advertising. Yeah. With them. Um, that's fairly new though, isn't it? Yeah. So LinkedIn advertising is something that um, I'm particularly interested in at the moment. So I did some training in LinkedIn ads, it was towards the end of last year. Mm -hmm. And again, LinkedIn has made some um, changes to the platform with LinkedIn ads. Um, I actually run ads myself. I've got clients who we work with with ads. What I like about LinkedIn ads is the targeting. You can have really, really super specific targeting. So you can target by, you know, job title, but where they work, you can target by where they used to work. There's a massive amount of targeting in there, mm -hmm. which is good. Mm. One of the, the, I guess, more negative aspects of it is it is a little, well, it is more expensive than some of the other platforms as products. So it really comes down to knowing your, I'm going to try not to get too technical, but knowing your customer acquisition cost and then knowing if that ad spend is worth it. So, you know, and mass isn't my thing, but, you know, if it costs you 
ten dollars to get to that point of a conversation as as a result of an ad and you convert it fifty percent and then that's twenty dollars is that a fair acquisition cost for that customer lifetime value mm -hmm. so I really if people want to do ads I think it's really important they know their numbers their conversion numbers because then we can figure out pretty quickly if it's worth looking at mm -hmm. um, the other thing with LinkedIn ads too is generally I'll use it to scale something so I would be really hesitant to do an ads campaign as to get proof of concept. But once we've run, you know, if we've run something through LinkedIn organically and we know the numbers and we know it gets good results, then what we would do is use an ad spend to scale it. So just to get more of that. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, like, I, the, like the equivalent of a boost in Facebook? Um, yeah. So there's three types of ads you can have on LinkedIn. You can have LinkedIn messenger ads, which I, which are the ones that come through like your messenger. Um, you can have text, yeah, text ads which sit down the side and sponsored content. The messenger ads I tend to stay away from, they're expensive and I kind of, I feel like, I kind of feel like LinkedIn messenger ads are a bit invasive, like you're in my inbox and I didn't ask. It's kind of like door knocking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. Um, so, so didn't you see the sign? No. Um, <laughs> I think text ads, look, um, Text ads can work, but they do look very ad-like. Yeah. Uh, 90%, I'd say even 95% of the ads that we do are sponsored content ads. So yeah. they're the ones that you see in the news feed. The cool thing about those is they're pay-per-click, not pay-per-impression. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. So because they're pay-per-click, you only pay if somebody clicks on your ad. Mm -hmm. So if we've got a really great ad copy, then you'll click through, again, not, assuming all your numbers are going to work. Um, yeah, it can be a good option. That is good. Yeah. yeah. I much prefer pay-per-click. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Impression is annoying. And then especially yeah. when you see it in your own feed. Yeah. <laughs> like, did I just pay for that? <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> and you do get less impressions, like you will get less impressions. But again, it's, you know, I find with LinkedIn, it kind of goes back to clients if you're looking um, for the, in that space, it's more about quality. It's generally a higher value, lower volume product. So it's not that you necessarily need to get a whole lot of impressions and a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's, I think it would be so much easier to target business owners, for example, yeah. on LinkedIn than you would on Facebook because yeah. they've got to put that in there. They put in what their status is around yeah how they're working, what their roles are. Whereas on Facebook, it's about sort of their interest. Is that what they do? Like it's not yeah. specifically, you're not labelled. Yeah, um, yeah. You're a director or a, you know, you know, executive manager or something like that. Yeah. Oh, don't worry about the dog. All good. Sorry. It's like he's been quiet all day. <laughs> of course. Of course. The, the dog agrees. That's what we're doing. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, you could be so much more, as you said, the targeting is good Yeah, because the titles are there. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, you can target, you could get, then your ad copy would map to that. So I could target, you know, accountants in Brisbane and then in my ad, I could say, hey, are you an accountant in Brisbane? Here's, you know, here's a LinkedIn checklist for you. Here's this for you. Here's something for you. So again, we've got the targeting and then our copy can match our targeting, which can be really engaging from a user because if you're on LinkedIn and you're like, oh, you know, are you, are you an account? Oh, yeah, I'm an accountant. Yeah, I'm in Brisbane. You Fancy that. That's, that's what I am. me. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I love that. I'm yeah. definitely going to give that a go because yeah. it's 
one of the biggest gambles with Facebook advertising and Instagram is that you're hoping that that's what they do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, your um, targeting can go down to job title, how many years have been in that role, where they work, what industry they work. So are you an accountant in the hospital? I'm picking on the accountants today, but um, are you an accountant in the hospitality industry? Yes, you are because we've targeted you. So, yeah. yeah. Brackets, I know you You are. are. (laughs) Don't pretend you didn't see me. Click now, click now. now. Yeah. Well, you've just sold me on the advertising, just yeah, awesome. that targeting and the spot to be yeah. able to do the sponsored ads because I'm yeah. the same. I don't mind seeing sponsored content, yeah, relevant, but ads I kind of ignore on the side yeah. and I don't want them in my inbox. No. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and I think sponsored content too is good, and we just kind of we kind of want to make it look like not an ad, just like normal content. Really, yeah. it's. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like a, a link to an article or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I use it for webinars. So I'll say, you know, yeah, I'll do it, do it to drive um, to drive traffic for webinars, maybe to a checklist, something that they can download. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so do do we use hashtags in um, LinkedIn? Like I know we do, but do people search much on hashtags? In yeah. LinkedIn? So um, really good question. So. Um, short answer is depends on your audience so generally what I would recommend is have a topic hashtag we always want to have a hashtag that that you that that's yours do you know what I mean so we want to associate one hashtag with you that you use for everything so then if I was like oh you know um, looking at your stuff and then I could look at your hashtag and get all your stuff so we want one specific to you one around the industry Um, people can select their interests and what they're interested in and that'll pull that over from hashtags the audience that I see use hashtags a lot are more uh, media like journalists um, writers and things like that who will search for people to get for contributions to their articles yeah so that's how I would use it and that's how I've been found to and people will find my content and say hey I found your article can we put it in or can we share it or can we link to it? So I think, yeah, I think they are beneficial, but I think it does depend on what your strategy is and what you're wanting to achieve as well. Well, up until you said that, um, I thought I had a strategy, but I didn't. So um, (laughs) because I was using the hashtags kind of like you do on Instagram, kind of just describing everything and using those every word you can think of. Yeah. But yeah, if you look at it in in that way, that just changes it completely, um, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's just about, it's about making your, so for your hashtags on LinkedIn, it's about making your content easily sourced and um, people can find it yeah. based on, yeah, on, on your, so I'll use a lot of topical ones like LinkedIn or like things that are kind of topical. So like online reputation management, those sort of words. Yeah. yeah. And thinking about if you do want to get other people sharing your stuff, what they yeah. would be looking for. Yeah, exactly. And definitely, I would definitely encourage people to have one that's associated with them, like your own one, which might be your name or your business name. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to use both. <laughs> yeah, I'm hashtag go- Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Rosie Shiloh. Hashtag virtually yours. Yeah. Covered. Yeah. Do, so should I go back in and add those hashtags to stuff? I don't know that you can edit them once you have put them there, but we could find out. But even if you just do, yeah, even if you just did it moving forward, I think that's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, that gives me less homework, so I like that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Excellent. That's really juicy stuff. I love that. Awesome. Um, so what do you think is the most important thing for people to consider when they want to use LinkedIn and actually get a return on their time investment? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it kind of, it goes back to that strategy and plan. And I think what it really goes back to is being aware that that's your digital first impression. Yes. So I think that's really important for people to understand that people will meet you online before they meet you in person. And then that actually becomes an anchor point for them. So once you've formed that perception of that person and it's all this subconscious stuff that happens, it's actually quite hard to shift that. Mm. So I think the one thing that people um, like that I would like them to take away is just that awareness that, you know, it could be potential clients who are Googling your name and finding your profile and then reading it and then moving on and you you totally don't even know that that's happened. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just understanding that that forms part of that digital first impression. But then I think the really cool thing is that you can use LinkedIn and you've got full control over your profile so you can present how you want to the market or to your audience. So, yeah, I think that's, that's kind of the main thing is just understanding that concept yeah. and understanding and then that's going to link back to what you put in your profile because you know, a lot of people go, well, I don't know what to write or what do I have in a summary or what do I put in my headline? What content do I share? Well, once you know who your audience is, it becomes a lot easier because if I go, okay, I'm a speaker and I'm writing to, um, I want to be found for speaking events. My audience is event organizers. Okay, cool. That's who I'm writing to. So I've got that in my mind while I'm writing my content and my summary and I'm writing to what they're interested in and, and things like that. Um, if it's for a business, then I'm looking, okay, cool. So my clients, so what are my clients concerned about? So I shift from kind of writing about or people shift from writing about themselves to being writing that's focused on their audience. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's kind of the main thing is that perception. And then the other thing is that just, go back to that, I always go back to that compass of would I do this in real life, yes or no. If it's a no, let's not do it on LinkedIn or online anywhere really. <laughs> if it's appropriate in person, it's probably yeah. appropriate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I just think that's a really good um, way to think about. I had, I should, um, I did have, um, I met someone at an event and they did this beautiful um, introduction about how they were going to introduce themselves on LinkedIn and it was long and it was it was very nice but I was like okay cool so you meet someone at an event talk me through what happens oh I go hi my name's Peter who are you you know what do you do okay so that's what we've got to take online yeah yeah we don't yeah. you don't walk up to someone and just blurt out your life yeah. story and don't give them a you know yeah. word in yeah yeah, yeah. But you also don't run up to them and give them a passionate kiss and yeah. or yell by my stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, baby steps, people. Yeah, Come that's on. it. Yeah, I think they think that, I think people feel like it's different online, but I think it actually is just it's just it's the same as exactly the same. Yeah. It is, but you know what? I think um, because people can look at your stuff for a while online, they get that sense of familiarity, yeah. which is which is fun. We all do it where we'll write to someone we've looked at their stuff. They don't even know we've been looking at their yeah. stuff. We feel like we know them, yeah. Um, and and so those it's it's just a whole different kind of relationship. It's like yeah. when you're a celebrity and you you know what they've been doing, 
Yeah. Um, even if this person's not a celebrity, you know more about them than they do about you. So yeah. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit uneven. Exactly. And that's that digital first impression. You're watching them, you're seeing what they're doing. You formed an opinion of them yeah. by what they've been sharing. But then from as a, as a consumer, you feel more comfortable. Like, like, oh yeah, like I feel like, like I know them and I know what they like and I know, you know, how they do things. So um, then the person who's putting that, that image out, that, to me, if you're having that experience and that person's done a really good job. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Yeah. Hey, you, what you said about, you know, being able to control your profile and understanding what to put on it has um, just reminded me, I had a virtual assistant recently asking me, they've started up their virtual assistant business and they're, they're wondering um, what sort of content do they keep on there about their, you know, their current employment, if they're still working and they're building up their business on the side. Yeah. Yeah. So really good question. So I would go, back to what's the strategy for LinkedIn. So if the strategy is to purely build the business, um, then I would definitely focus on that. Yeah. Now with her um, or him being employed at the moment, um, I would first check in on is it uh, what is, is there any policy around that that they need to be aware of and, and is it appropriate and just check your where you're employed, their particular guidelines mm. around it. Um, however, if that was all fine and they were like, and I've, it's funny, I've actually got a few clients at the moment who are working and building businesses online. Um, and then it's just about showing, again, it goes back to, okay, they're building a business, they're looking for clients, what do clients want to see? Mm. And it would definitely be some content around her business now, but also previous, you know, roles go to that experience. If you've had 10 years experience in the industry, you know, that's, I think that's definitely worth including because it's going to validate what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of people, um, when they start up a business, they think, I don't want everyone to think I'm new. But what we want to know is that you've been doing the doing, not necessarily running yeah. a business um, doing it, but just doing it. In- yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Some depth of experience, some level of competency around it. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, that, that's actually inspired me to jump in there and do some, some more stuff. Is there anything that um, you, can, you can enlighten me on in terms of trying to get more um, conversation going on LinkedIn and traction and that sort of thing within the groups if I'm sticking around with that and <laughs> wait for that to become <laughs> Yeah. So, so I think it's a couple of things. So I think it would be... Um, I think with groups, you're going to kind of get in what you put out as well. So I think oh, it's, damn. Yeah, sorry, you're like, that's not what I wanted to hear. No. <laughs> I'm going to ask you that question again and you can have another go at answering. <laughs> um, no, but I definitely think about the audience in the group and you could just even just run a content, man, uh, content marketing strategy through there. So, you know, sharing articles, um, anything that's going to be helpful for them. So again, it's, they're the audience. What do they need? Um, putting content in there, but then asking questions, you know, so, and if you want to get that conversation going, um, you know, ask a question, but then you could even tag group members that, you know, have skills in that area or who um, would like to answer, you know, that's a good way because then, then they've been tagged. They're, they're aware they're aware of it. So it might be, you know, um, would love to get your thoughts, you know, um, Mary, Peter, Bob, Jane. Um, I'm really interested in what you guys have to say. Mm, okay. So really it isn't far off what we do in Facebook. It just no. feels different. Yeah, I think it feels different. And I think it's not as 
I think people are still getting comfortable in there. So, yeah. yeah. And like to be totally honest, I've got a Facebook group um, and I've got LinkedIn groups and um, even my Facebook group is more, yeah, yeah more re- probably more responsive yeah. Um, than, than, yeah, the LinkedIn groups. Yeah, it seems to be the nature of the beast, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, but I think if you've, it's, again, it's something if we can build it now and then if they evolve and get better, you've, you're kind of ahead of everyone else in that you've, you've got stuff going on already. Yeah, excellent. Well, that's a bit of inspiration there. That's good. Beautiful. Well, that's all my questions that I've got on LinkedIn for today. And I'm, I'm actually really excited about some of that stuff, which is a big call. Um, we'll see how long I get, I stay excited because I really do want to be using LinkedIn better. Yeah. I see that it is becoming more and more um, supportive of businesses networking with each other rather than just people finding work. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's nice to see that. And yeah, I'm, I want to give the advertising a bit of a crack because that's exciting that it's. Yeah. Like I really like it. Like I said, I've like, I use it for myself. I've got a couple of clients who are using it at the moment. Um, and it's just, a t- I think the targeting is amazing, but my tip would be don't just kind of go, Oh, I've got something new and I'm going to run a ads campaign to a new piece of content that I don't have pre- proof of concept of because if it doesn't work you can it can get quite expensive quite quickly which is fine if you know your numbers and you know that you know okay I'm gonna it's likely that there'll be so many new clients as a result of this and this is the value so my ad spend as a percentage is something that I'm comfortable with yeah so be smart with your figure yeah yeah and I guess with LinkedIn ads too like with Facebook I find they kind of alert you to them yeah. like that you've got them no LinkedIn ads you do them and you've got to kind of keep going in there and you, you can put a close date on them a finished date but if you don't do that they can just keep on ticking on and yeah <laughs> yeah so that's it so, um I saw someone the other day I'm like no we put a close date on all our ads and they're like no I'll just I'm like no we just put a close date on always rule number one yeah yeah close yeah yeah, so because you don't know what's going to happen, do you know what I mean? Like if something happens to you, and which is oh no, imagine that, and the ad just keeps going. <laughs> oh no, and whoever's inherited all of your wondrous bills, yeah, get the LinkedIn ads bill as well. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't really thought of that. But anyway. <laughs> so where can people go to get more information or to chat to you about LinkedIn strategies? Yeah. So um, people are absolutely welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. So um, they can find me in the search bar. That's probably the best way, um, connect with me um, and then ask me any questions that they have through Messenger um, or also check out the website and there's different things on there that they can connect with as well or just send me an email if that's the So if they send you a message on yep. LinkedIn that only says, hey, Kylie, buy my stuff, <laughs> right, you'll know that they're from here. <laughs> I'll say go and listen to Rosie's podcast <laughs> and they'll go I did I'm just doing what Rosie told me to do <laughs> so that's awesome um yeah thank you so much for your time lots and lots of gems in there really really appreciate it no not a problem thank you so much for having me and um I really enjoyed speaking with you have a great day thank you yeah 
Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for listening to the Virtually Yours podcast, Outsourcing Mysteries Exposed. Between now and our next session, I know you're going to be hanging out to take some action on outsourcing in your business. So head on over to virtuallyyours.com.au and you can download some information there about the best ways to outsource for business growth. If you're a virtual assistant, make sure you join us. We have an amazing virtual assistant community at Virtually Yours. Aussie VAs connecting and helping each other grow. Have a fantastic day and I'll see you at the next podcast.